who's your weed man? How do you smoke so good? You're a superstar, boy. Why are you still up in the hood? What in the world is in that bag? What you got in that bag? A couple of cans of whoop-ass. You did a good-ass job of just eyeing me. Spying me. That's a rollout by Ludacris. Welcome back to the Continue Podcast, everybody. This is episode 119. My name is Anthony John Agnello, and we are making you listen to this. <laughs> Sorry! You don't have a choice. Like like that scene from the Clockwork Orange, but for your ears. Yeah, you're like they, we have those clamps yep. uh, inside of your ears. Inside of and your brain. You're, your ears are going, no! Not the Ludwig Man! <laughs> it's all hard all the way down. Uh, that person who just uh, loves the picture with, wait, Malcolm McDowell? He's yes. the guy, yep. right? Yes, Malcolm McDowell. Malcolm McDonald. Malcolm McDonald. <laughs> it's a very different clockwork <laughs> orange. <laughs> 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 Malcolm McDonald was down at the milk bar. <laughs> oh, looking for a bit of the old ultra. Oh my god, that uh, ultra yacht rock. Yeah, the ultra yacht rock. That's Staff Roberts, Dave Roberts. How you doing, man? My, f- my face is tired. Oh yeah. <laughs> nice. Oh yeah. Nice. Uh, and we also have Susan Art. Susan Art returned from her many travels. Well, not many. I mean, I just I just went to one place, but Florida is ninety thousand different places. Yeah, I mean, you're not all... wrong. You're not you're wrong. Let me tell you though. Here's the thing. So I went I, I went to the Disney World for mm-hmm. my birthday because Disney World and I are the same age. Within a few months, hmm. uh, and what I loved about this vacation. When you step through the gates of a Disney park, you are in a pocket of Mm -hmm, mm non-reality. Nothing exists but Disney and its affiliates. Nothing. You don't check the news. You're not on social media because none of it exists. You walk there. It's actually a portal. The gate is a portal that is a rip in space time and you (laughs) are delivered unto an area that is its own mini universe, and I love that. Mm-hmm. I would have so, liked it better if it hadn't been, you know, ninety-five degrees with ninety-seven percent humidity. But did did so, you have that five thousand dollars Star Wars beverage that I've been seeing on the social media? What is that? What are you what? talking about? What? There is uh, the, uh, apparently um, a lot of influencers have been talking about the Star Wars bartending experience and they have a $5,000 cocktail. Does the do the ice does the do the ice cubes hang in your beverage like a garu bear? Oh my god, you need to out stop it. Oh my- stop. Stop it. Just <laughs> new Oh, it's oh, it's a cruise ship bar. Okay. Oh yeah, so I've, there's, I've there's seen a- the, yeah. I've I've seen that. No, I did not. I I did go to a Star Wars so there's Star Wars land, and I did go to the the cantina therein. And let me tell you about the horrifying thing that happened to me while I was there. Oh no! Yeah, this is bad. This is really really bad. So you you so this uh, this cantina is not very big, and it is 
primarily have you guys ever been to a walk-up bar what 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 is a walk okay so a walk-up bar is it's it's a it's a like hole in the wall kind of oh uh, yes kind of a bar that just has high top tables so no chairs so you just have to okay great like what's all over london like as like so right yes exactly i encountered them in tokyo so yes sure great uh it is that uh, okay, so they're like, hey, they, they will take you to a specific spot at a long table, and they're like, look, you're going to have people come in next to you and come in across from you. It's, you know, just FYI, like, huddle together, because, all right, fine. So I'm there, and I'm having the beverage. I got, I got a Powerade Star Wars beverage, which was actually quite delicious. I'm not going to lie. Mm, all right. But these these two uh, young girls come in and they are directly across from me and we're maybe a foot apart and blah, blah, blah. Okay, fine. And then the waitress comes up and asks them, hey, would you like to order uh, a beverage? And they order the one that uh, they both order cocktails. And so the, the server very dutifully asks for their ID. And the one girl hands it over and she's like, oh, I'm, you're not old enough. I'm, you know, I'm sorry. She's like, uh, yes, I am. She's like, no, you're not. She's like, I was, I was born in 2000. And and I could see the server doing the math. <laughs> and it and it and the gears clicking. <laughs> and she's like, oh God, you're 22. And she's like, and and the girl who doesn't understand the problem at all is like, yeah, that's what I'd like to order. And so she's like, okay, yeah, I'll put that. And she turns to me and we look at each other and I'm like, I'm going to need a minute because yeah. I can't deal with that. <laughs> yeah. I love, I love that you saw reality mm-hmm. disintegrate yeah. in a human being's mind in real time. Yeah. It was bad. It was not, it was not pretty. It was not pretty. And, and I was like, oh, oh my God. Like I have only just gotten over people born in the nineties being adults. I w- I wish so badly, I wish so badly that the waitress had been like, "You're correct," and that she just takes off her apron, puts her pad down. <laughs> <laughs> just there's like a nearby yep. body of water, and she just starts swimming away. Yeah, <laughs> it was very much. The, it was that. Yes. Um, was so was this Galaxy's Edge? Is yes. that was that this? This yep. is Galaxy's Edge. Yep. What was there? Like, was it cool? It's okay. So, hmm, this is a very difficult question to answer because two things. One, it is the the shtick of it is much like Harry Potter over at Universal mm-hmm. that once you walk into this area, it's all in world air quotes, right? Sure. So like I wanted like I want a, a t-shirt with Mickey Mouse dressed as a Jedi. That's right. right. That Mickey Mouse doesn't exist in Star Wars. Ergo, you cannot get Mickey Mouse in this place. It's a Garu Mickey Mouse. Shut up. <laughs> so uh, like okay, I, I I get that though. But if you want it to be in world, mm-hmm. make your world more fucking interesting. Right. Star Wars this is this has always been the problem. Yeah. Star Wars is not built to sustain any of this. It's the only things that are good in Star Wars are character based. It's true. But like even Forever. if make it most Eisley. 
Sure. Right? Like, yeah, just do that. Yeah, it, but it's not. It's Batu. And so you're just walking through what feels like Red Rock Stadium, to be perfectly <laughs> honest <laughs> with you. <laughs> And I'm gonna go, gonna go see Neil Diamond at Red Rocks. It's gonna be great. It's fair. I, like it's because you're just it's just rock walls, um, but there are one to one replicas of the Millennium Falcon and Kylo Ren's ship, and that is monumentally cool. Like that would be, I would I would prefer like a one to one recreation of Millennium Falcon. And then Kylo Ren's just torso. There you I want go. like the pecs. Yes. Just yeah, that's yeah. what I'm in for. So I mean, like you can that. you can go in and walk in it and stuff, and like sit well, down on the chairs the, and. What? No. Well, oh. you can, you can't go into Kylo Ren's ship at all. There is there's a, a a ride called Smuggler's Run that you do you go through the Millennium Falcon to get to it. Oh, oh okay. okay. That's, that's, that's pretty cool. Like you that's know the, cool. the the area where they they play chess. And there's that yeah. little yeah you yeah. you walk through there so you can go sit on that cool. and whatever fine it's it's neat right like it's neat if you're super into like if this was Star Trek stuff I would have been geeking out all over like if this was the Star Trek experience that used to exist in Las Vegas on this budget and scale then I would have been over the moon yeah. But they're just they're, there's not a lot there. Yeah, there's that, and like this is the thing. Like I, uh, <clears throat> my sister is out in L.A., and so you know if if I'm ever going to reapproach the Disney experience, it's probably going to be Disneyland. Yeah, you know, like yep. I'll go there, bring my bring my daughter out to see her aunt, do the whole thing. Yep, and like I like. My wife has been like, "Don't you want to do Galaxy's Edge?" And I, and I, like, nah. uh, because, like, so the last time I was at Disney was Disney World, and it was 1992. So you were there so, at a good time, man. Oh shit, it was fucking awesome. Yeah. Like it was during that period when you could go, and then like the whole like MGM and Universal like parks as well like you could go do the Indiana Jones experience you could do all this cool shit and all the old shit was still there like you could still see Captain EO in Mm -hmm, 1992 mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it was awesome Mm -hmm. and so you know when I was there uh, my dad was like we're gonna go do Star Tours and I like. <laughs> I understand that I am occasionally a little hard on this show on people who are fans of things, but my dad like looked at me in Star Tours, and there's just a ten year old boy just sitting there like silently like rocking back and forth like this, and he's like, "What's the matter?" And I was like, "This sucks. <laughs> this <laughs> fucking sucks." <laughs> this and he he was like, "Why?" And I remember having trouble articulating this at 10. I was just like, I kept saying, there's no one here. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and what I meant was, I don't give a shit about being shaken around in a box on something that feels like the trench run, because that's what this ride used to be way yep. back in the day. Yep. Uh, all I, like, I, I'm only interested in, like, what's Luke Skywalker doing? I want to know about him and Princess Leia and Han Solo. And I don't need, like, accoutrement of the world aren't the point. Yeah. 
And Susan, you and I discussed this recently in Star Trek. Star Trek, they just, the, the world is the most interesting thing in the world. And you can put any kind of character in it. Yeah. Any kind of character. And it's great. And Star Wars doesn't make any fucking sense, even with the limited number of characters that they have chosen to tell stories with. So. Yeah. 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 You can't. It- I can't like, expand that. Walking underneath a giant one-to-one replica of an of an ATAT, awesome, right. super you, cool, and Love they had that, that back in the day. That they was did. Like, that's that's that, the gate uh, yeah. to, to Star Tours is is yeah. this giant ATAT. But like, I never felt part of the world. No, no. I I felt like I am at a theme park, and they are. I, I, it felt very, very ham-fisted to me. Star Wars, Star Wars Land feels very artificial to me. Uh, in in a like, and, and obviously the Disney parks are artificial, but they're not trying not to be. Like, none of the rest of the parks are are in. They're not. They don't want you to believe this is Cinderella's castle. They're like, sure. look, this is a replica of. It's all about that. It, it, it's just, it's strange. I really feel like Star, I feel like Star Wars Land should be its own theme park. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, and the thing with Disney, too, is that they, the, they have perfected the science of, like, taking all of these disparate centers mm-hmm. and seamlessly blending them yeah. together. Yeah. So that way you just, like, you start in Main Street and suddenly you're in Adventureland yep. and then mm-hmm. you're in Frontier. Yep. And it just, like, it all just flows. And then, like, with all of this stuff, like, not just Star Wars, but anytime they do something like this, it just feels they're just like, okay, we have land here. Boop, Star Wars. Yeah. Like, yeah. like that's what it feels like. And I don't know, part of me... So, I, like the the Super Mario Land that they're doing, the Super Nintendo Land that oh, they're yeah. doing, that's coming to the Universal. So, like Universal is way more like we just have discrete areas. Yes. Cool shit. Yeah, here's yeah. Cool shit. Um, so like that at least makes more sense. But I don't know. Like I look at what they have, and it's just like okay, so you have two rides. One of them is go karts, which mm-hmm. is like yeah, mm-hmm. Mario Kart. But like I've done Mario Kart. Like I've done carts before. Yeah. Like, like it just it feels like that when they do these things, there's just not enough there. Like, isn't isn't the Galaxy's Edge thing like two like two rides and like a bar and pretty much? Mo- there's the Rise of the Resistance. There's the Smuggler's Run. Is that yeah? That's it. Uh, well, you can go build your own lightsaber, which I did not right. do because. It's like a grand, isn't it? It's like I isn't don't it like know. An insane. I don't know, but I was. I'm like, is it more than twenty bucks? I'm not doing it because I don't care. <laughs> give me, give me the extended one. <laughs> but like, here's here's an example. So obviously, they are going to sell beverages in the yeah. park, sodas everywhere. But this is Star Wars Land, so they're all shaped like the grenade. That oh, Leia weird. has, it, they're all little balls. Like the, the thermal grenade? The thermal, that makes yeah. no sense. Yeah. Why, why would you drink out of that? That's not a good drinking vessel. Like that's, it's not, I don't want to hold that. That's just awkward. I don't, so, okay. and, and again, <laughs> I get it. I absolutely get it. If, if this were themed to something I cared more about, that kind of stuff I would adore. But, I, you know, I, I enjoy Star Wars. 
Star- yeah. I saw Star Wars when I was six years old. It changed my life. But there's just not enough there. If, I, if, if there was, like, the VIP, you're going to go on the cruise. You're going to go do it all. You're going to do part of the role-playing thing. Oh, yeah. If, so, yeah. if, I, if, if all that, though... I, if somebody was like, you're invited, and it's all expense paid, I would be like, don't send me. Mm. Send Dave. I want Dave to go. <laughs> no. And then put a GoPro on him so I can hear every sigh. I want to hear every, well, no, every piece you... of anger. And this, to be fair, this part might be because it was the equivalent of like 105 degrees every day I was there. Oof. There were no characters. Yeah, there weren't stormtroopers walking around. There, I did. I saw Ray and Chewbacca one day, and they were posing for pictures, and that's it. Like I want to see, yeah, the world. I want to, you know, I want to see the rebels. I want to see stormtroopers. Give me some Ewoks. Like, give me Maz Kanata if I'm freaking on Batu. You know, whatever. Put make some kind of like. Oh look, there! It's a it's a holographic recording, like we saw in Obi Wan. Like whatever, stage some combat. There's something, nothing, <laughs> yeah. nothing. Dude. I saw nothing. Uh, that's man, that's a bummer. It is. Uh, that is that is some weak ass shit. Although, like that, like that's <laughs> a double edged sword. You show up and they're like, "Well, uh, the the new one event is beginning," and then Dash Rendar comes out, and you're like, "Ah, oh, no, no." I would t- g- give give me Boss Nass. I don't care. I don't care. Give me <laughs> no, something. I would, I would insist on Boss Nass showing. <laughs> Size noodles. Roll them I out. Would t- <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 it's Star Wars. Ice <laughs> noodles. Um, Salacious crumb. Oh man, that's the death stick guy. The like, de- yeah, bring out the death stick guy. Why isn't the death stick guy? It, it the- would have been like, give me like if I'm in the in the in the cantina. Give me the death stick guy walking yes. around. That would be amazing. Yeah. And like have that bit with the Jedi where he's like, "Oh, you don't want to sell me death sticks. You want to rethink your life choices." Do that. That's fun. That would be fun. That would be- or like like have the Jedi like sh- like he comes up on one side of you and then the Jedi's on the other side of you being yeah, like, they don't exactly. want- "That would be tight." That'd be great. Exactly. That'd be so f- And that's the kind of stuff <clears throat> that they did back on uh in Quark's bar. Because they recreated uh, the the promenade from Deep yeah. Space Nine for the Star Trek experience back back in Las Vegas, and you know you'd have Ferengi coming up to you and asking you if you wanted to play uh, 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 Dabo. Oh, that's awesome! It that, was great. I'm so I'm so sad. I remember seeing all the news stories the day they dismantled Quark's mm. Bar, and you like like people like being like, "No," as <laughs> they're like carrying pieces of it out. Yeah, was the guy was the guy who always just sits in in Quark's Bar, the big dude. Yeah, yeah. Who never yeah. says anything. Was he at the actual thing? I don't was remember, some, but that, that would have been awesome. Yeah, it's a great. That would have been a great touch. Yeah. Um. They don't. They're never gonna make the the theme park for me and Dave, which is just Seventh Heaven from Final Fantasy VII. Make the Final Fantasy VII bar, and you just go in, and every now and again, eco terrorists come out of the basement. That'd be nice. <laughs> the pinball machine just comes up from the ground. Pinball machine comes up. It's like, oh, there's a a guy who's wanted in Germany. Like, it's re- we got real eco terrorists for this theme park. <laughs> Anthony, um, uh, turn your do your your camera again because you're frozen. 
Oh, I'm frozen again? Yep. I keep getting frozen. Uh, all right. Well, if I look unnatural and and slightly unusual, uh, that's a good transition into our first video game topic. All three of us have been playing video games. And Susan and I have been playing a video game. Susan's finished it. I've only played a little of it. And it is the weirdest Uncanny Valley experience I've ever had with a video game, I think. Because there are scenes when you play The Quarry by Supermassive Games where you're like, holy shit, that just looks like people. That's just... And when there's when those kids are like sitting around a campfire, you have that moment where you forget that you're not just watching a movie. And then other times, you'll pause the game and it's just a... a late teens person and their digitized gums yeah. are up in the camera like, yeah. like and you're like they all got really gummy smiles is no. that get gingivitis stop um so yes the quarry uh which we should just call until dawn too because much. it just is un- dawn harder fucking straight up until dawn to Electric Boogaloo, it finally happened. Uh, published by 2K Games, like not even announced that long ago, right? This wasn't like, yeah, no, it, 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 it was, it was a, uh, like a, oh, okay, yeah, it yeah. was earlier this year, I think. Just, and they were just like, and here it is, yeah, finally. Um, and man, it's so funny because on on continue. The entirety of Continue Podcast has existed in the space since Until Dawn came That's out true. on PlayStation 4. And since then, there's been the Dark Dark Pictures? Dark Pictures Trilogy. Dark Pictures Trilogy, uh, featuring Man of Medan and the other two, and <laughs> the other two... <laughs> And Supermassive Games has all they also put out another of these sort of weird adventure game FMV uh cross hybrid clone games that was like multiplayer and they were all fine, right? Mm, yeah, they ranged much. from good to not so great. This is the full fat real shit. Uh we have like actors you will recognize. There's Modern Family Girl, there's that Arquette. Uh, Susan, tell me, tell me which are cat. It's David. You get David. Okay. It's not Patricia, isn't it? Oh, they couldn't get Patricia. They couldn't get Patricia. Well, I haven't beaten it. (laughs) I don't know if there's a, this is like a multi Arquette affair. It is not. It is not a multi Arquette affair. (laughs) I'd be way down for that though. Uh, Susan, tell, tell the world about what you do in the quarry Mm. And what the basic setup is. Yep. A little caveat. I only played through chapter three yesterday. Okay. Okay. So I'm like, I'm into the game. That's a substantial chunk of time. It is. That's easily three hours. Right. It's three hours, but like the shit hasn't started hitting the fan yet. Like it's still all in the setup period. So. So the basic shtick of the quarry you play, as is also true of the other of these kinds of games, you control a series of characters at different points in the game. So at one point you'll be making choices for Emma, the next, then you're making choices for Jacob, and so on and so on and so on. You play as a series of camp counselors. It's the end of the summer. It's the last day of camp. They have just sent all the campers home. And now the counselors are all also supposed to 
bugger off and get out of town. The camp is owned and managed by David Arquette, and uh, he's 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 kind of a aw shucks kind of a guy. <laughs> like, so they uh, what kicks off is Jacob, one of the aforementioned counselors, and Emma had a summertime fling. It is now over. Jacob decides he's going to wah, 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 sabotage the van so they're all forced to stay at the camp one more night because whatever he thinks that'll help him get back with Emma or what it's it's just it's just a thing he does this is not a spoiler by the way you have no choice yeah. you have to sabotage the van and okay. I, I did you did you sit there and like let it hang do the thing where like it gives you the binary choice it says do this to sabotage the van or do this to sabotage no. the van but in, in until dawn there were moments where if you didn't make a choice something else would happen yes and that will still happen here and that will still happen here yes. but i i was like i'm just going to mm. <laughs> Whoa! Yeah, I want to see was... if I can roll credits right now. <laughs> <laughs> the movie doesn't happen. I did try. I did try to do a couple things to make sure. Like, but if this doesn't happen, then whoa! Yes. And the game's like, no, dude, no. it ain't that kind of party. Look, this yeah. has to right. Yeah, okay. So, uh, so it's the the David Arquette is like, okay. Don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Peace out, everybody. And he's really, really insistent that you all have to be on the road before nightfall. He is and agitated. He's he is agitated <laughs> about it. But yeah. you're like, whoop, the van's broken. Sorry. So he's like <laughs> freaking out. And then he's like, well, okay. Stay the night in the lodge. Lock the doors. Don't come out. I'll be back in the morning. And he leaves. And you're like, yeah, okay, I'll get, I'll get right on that eight-legged freak guy, sure. <laughs> and it's you, the all, they all go around a campfire and they're playing truth or dare, and thus the adventure ensues. And then it gets spicy. And then right. things get horror movie, and then it's yeah. bad things happen a lot, and you have to survive the night. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, this isn't this isn't a huge this isn't a spoiler since it's in the trailer, but David Arquette is like fucking go inside. Just this sucks. I'll be back. Go inside. Don't come back outside. Go inside. And then he takes off, and everybody's just like, "We're gonna get loaded." And then the next thing you see is just Lance Henriksen, old decrepit Lance Henriksen, smearing blood yeah. over his own face. And I was like, "Yes, tight, awesome. This game fucking rules." But you also, what happens in like the first chapter of the game? I, I they did this so well in Until Dawn and they're doing it again where it just piles all these potential horror scenarios yep. on top of each other and so that you genuinely have no clue what is happening where it's going that it, it it's almost like uh, if we if we drown you in horror cliches you yeah. don't know what's real and what's not and unlike you know something that's sort of like a, a trick like cabin in the woods like cabin in the woods is like a metatextual trick 
right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it, where it's we're we're playing with genre. There's no uh, fourth wall breaky uh, genre commentary here. It's just like, ooh, I wouldn't you like to know where it's gonna go? The and, thing I, I I I love about this game that I feel like it does better than Until Dawn. If you really scour the level for clues. Yes. Yeah. You are going to find, like, you're going to know things are not what they seem real fast. Um, In the prologue, even. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Which is awesome. And if you don't find them, everything will still happen the exact same way. and, And it won't be unclear like the story isn't unclear if you don't find these clues it's just better if you do like there's a a clue in in the scene so they're they're packing up the van to all they're all they're bringing their luggage out to the van and uh, jacob has to go get the last two bags out from the lodge and bring them to the van you can go directly into the lodge go pick up the bags come back out and put them if you want but if you walk around, just just walk around the parking lot a little bit and look at everything you can look at, you have the opportunity to find out that David Arquette, Mr. H, the guy running the camp, is lying to you about mm-hmm. why he wants you on the road. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's cool. And you get all this extra, like, really good character work yes. the entire time. Yes. Uh, um, unlike Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, you get all this great character work. Uh, do, do, do the collectibles, like, affect the story at all? Yeah. Like, does it affect your ability to make choices, or is it just for context? So, well, uh, yeah. go ahead. I, I, I was going to say, this is... It, it doesn't work like it did on, until dawn no. which it which if you weren't finding the collectibles you would literally wouldn't understand the totality of the story like you'd get to the end and a bunch of shit would happen but you wouldn't really totally get everything um because peter stormare this just like until dawn has a sort of weird supernatural spooky narrator Yes. Who guides you between things. And I don't remember this actress's name, but she's so good in this. And Dave, you would recognize her instantly. She's like a like like Peter Stormare, pretty recognizable character actress. And but Peter Stormare, if you did weren't finding the collectibles, you would go down certain paths and, until dawn where you'd be like, What? Now there are monsters? Like it's not just Mr. Robot trying to murder me. Um and certain it's context, true. Yeah. yeah, yeah, some it's- context would just be missing. Whereas in this, so the the uh, mild spoilers for chapter one. Uh, if you don't like this, skip ahead just a couple of minutes. But the period where Susan's talking about, where you could go back in and get the bags. If you go in the kitchen of the lodge, one of the collectibles is there, and then you have it. And then when you go back between chapters to the narrator she will show you a glimpse literally it's like an old romany uh you know sorceress and she's in her old carny trailer and you can look at a crystal ball and the crystal ball will show you a thing that will happen that you can prepare that could happen could happen yeah it's so the 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 in until dawn they were uh bits of totem pole 
Yeah. And here are their tarot cards, and they perform the same function in that if you find one, you can look at it, and it will give you a glimpse of a possible future. And Mm -hmm. that can help inform what choice should I make when this thing happens. And the, the text that goes with each tarot card kind of gives you a hint as to this is the part of the game it's going to impact and we can show you one thing that might happen depending on which way you choose. There are other collectibles that you can find that inform the story. And mm-hmm. something that I that I think this game does better than Until Dawn did is connect the chain of events uh you know you'll find the the woman in question is she's she's a a polymer she's a fortune teller so you have the opportunity to find the location of where the last time her um her circus was in town where they played and so it'll be like oh this fortune teller played here and this is what happened and you can find all these individual different disparate pieces that all tie into that general thread you know the circus came to town and then this happened and then this happened and then this happened that sort of thing i think that this the quarry does a better job of telling the story in a way that it it all makes sense even if you don't find all of those pieces because you're absolutely right anthony until dawn if you did not find certain things you were like oh oh what who are you what is this yeah How am there's I some real jumps <laughs> there definitely are it's the story is much better mm. in the quarry if you find everything like it's really good but i think even just bare bones like if you're trying to speed run it kind of a thing i think it it's good and it makes sense yeah and on top of that if you're just trying to sort of like you can watch this as a movie there's a movie mode you like you can just yeah. watch it uh if you want and i would that's a perfectly valid choice because this is good enough to enjoy as a movie that's true um you know until dawn is great at being schlocky and the dialogue yes. is schlocky and yes. the the contrivance of these 20-somethings being in this place and all this crazy shit happening is great at being schlocky. Yes. Uh, the quarry is as good of a te- like late teens, early 20s horror movie as you can get. Like, I... So, in playing it last night, uh, you know, Susan, you were... <laughs> You're saying like, oh, Jacob, this camp counselor mm-hmm. chooses to break the van because he thinks you something. And I'm like, that's actual 19-year-old brain. That is that is <laughs> real 19-year-old brain. Well, we can't go anywhere. She'll want to be with me again. Like, the, the dialogue is... It's still filmic dialogue. They, these are people who are very clever and very charming, but they are also deeply naturalistic. There, there yeah. are. Uh, there's one character, Ryan. He's great. I love him. He's so good. The actor is so good, mm-hmm. and he he's the guy who is into sort of paranormal stuff just for fun. He listens to podcasts about the paranormal, tells this uh, the kids of the camp ghost stories, and then there's like sort of the sarcastic dick of the group. This guy Dylan, uh, and in the ch- second chapter. 
you can get into a situation where Dylan is being super flirty with Ryan. And it's fucking like hot. <laughs> like you can have like you're controlling Dylan and you can pick up the phone and one of the choices are let give me your number and then you, your choice is like be direct like so I can call you and ask you on a date and I was like holy fucking shit the quarry are you doing like this you're letting me play a cute moment with these boys this is delightful and you, you, Dylan will be like, do you got a girlfriend back home? And he's like, nah. And then you have the choice, like, follow up, be direct. Do you have a boyfriend? And, like, the kid playing Ryan, his delivery of just, I'm a free agent. Yeah. Is so fucking good. And as I played that exact moment, I texted the both of you being like, this just makes me hate life is strange even more than i already hated life is but strange. You, don't, you don't you don't enjoy 30 somethings pretending to be 14 year olds oh, using the word hella oh, a lot i just the, uh, susan you said yesterday i have no idea why you thought that but i want to know why uh, yeah and, i don't the, get it the reason is is if you're gonna do a like narrative drama in video games where your principal characters are teenagers mm -hmm. i don't need them to sound exactly like teenagers we are engaging a story a story is not real life it shouldn't it's artifice it's artifice <laughs> it's fine it's fine but at least make them like believable is what they're supposed to be no person in life is strange is recognizable as a human character at all be like oh we're young lesbians dancing to indie music It'd be like if you're writing this and you're writing is worse than a zach braff movie yeah oh, I was, I was gonna get say, it's an like, editor dude <laughs> it's like it's like garden state but like ramped up by 10 by 10 yeah. yes yeah and just like re really contrived ugh. and also, uh, a weird shout out to Final Fantasy: The Spirits Within in that game. Very strange. <laughs> that's weird. That's bizarre. Yeah, uh, but yes, the quarry. The quarry within two hours has people playing characters who are in their you know who are approximately twenty years old more believably and yeah. naturalistically yeah. than in you know any other video game and most television shows and movies it's very cool the acting is really good yeah they sound the 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 awkwardness comes from how it splices together based on choices you make because mm -hmm. it, it will happen sometimes as things start there's a certain event that's about to happen to you anthony that that is starts to kick off the many many branching paths and mm. that's where it can get a little awkward and it's like well, why wouldn't you just say in this situation sure because it has to account for all the possible ways this can go but yeah overall the acting is really genuinely good yeah and and they the they act like people who have spent the summer working together. Yes, yeah. they they don't seem like a bunch of strangers who just came together to do a, to read a video game script. They they seem like they actually know each other, and the way they they're like casual, like the, that sort of uh, that intimacy because 
you know, we mm-hmm. I've I I've probably walked in on the bathroom in on you on the bathroom because bro, it's six AM and we gotta take care of the campers. Like it's that kind of ease and that is very, very impressive. Susan, where do I know the actress who plays Caitlin from because it's been haunting me. I don't know, but I know her from something too. Uh, yeah, and she's she's great. She, she is, is great. She is so good. She, Caitlin is the like, uh, you know, if you're talking about the sort of character archetypes in the group, she's the the you know ball busting, uh, uh, slightly cynical troublemaker. Yeah, um, and is is just wonderful just wonderful uh, uh, such a good cast in every way yeah um without without getting too explicit i don't mind spoilers that much you know i'm gonna i don't it's not probably not gonna ruin my my experience of the, the game but how does how is it as like a horror experience past where i am oh it's okay bad <laughs> things can definitely happen Yay. super super bad thing i uh killed half the cast mm. uh, i was trying very hard to save everybody and they died badly too <laughs> like it's not and, and to bring it back to until dawn like until dawn very schlocky yeah uh, but and it, it's going for the slasher yeah thing uh whereas this is is more uh oh oh no oh <laughs> that kind of that kind of experience real great absolutely love it um one thing i really i think is a very 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 smart choice that they made here they got as the games went on starting with until dawn and then all through the dark pictures trilogy they were trying to make it more and more gamey and they Mm -hmm. have walked that back a whole lot like there's always been quick time events but now every single qte every single one is the circle button and a direction that's it no square no triangle no cross. No, it's always, always, always circle. So you don't have to be looking on, you know, and that and that helps people. The more casual player who isn't maybe so familiar with the controller, they can do that. The previous games had uh, these levels, these heartbeat levels, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. where you would have to tap the button in time with your heartbeat to prevent the bad thing, whatever it was, from hearing you. And they were really tricky. Mm. Now all you're doing is you're holding your breath. You hold a button down until the thing walks away and won't hear you exhale. And what's great is it maintains that moment of tension. The whole point is do something on the controller in a tense moment mm-hmm. to to protect yourself from the thing that wants to kill you. And that it achieves it perfectly well without making this really controller heavy controller reliant all you gotta do is hold a button down that's it and i love that because that makes it's going to make it more fun for more people because this game this game is not about the twitchy controls right these games have always been about the choices that you make and find and you know figuring out the story and solving the mystery it's never been about there was i mean one of them it was you had to hold the controller as still as possible yeah i hate and that. that was that's not fun. No, no. Especially I, since the technology can be unreliable. Exactly. Sure. Exactly. I, I, I've always been really interested in, you know, the argument that a game shouldn't have 
uh, needless gameplay. In yeah, it. yeah. Uh, because I, I, I disagree. <laughs> I think that when you give somebody something to do with a controller, it can be pleasurable to its own end if you mm-hmm. do it correctly. It's all sure. about execution, right? Sure, sure. Like... I think I think one of the worst things that ever happened to video games happened in the year two thousand five, and it was the original God of War coming and out. Is it is it tapped to open something? And it's tapped to open yeah. something. Yeah. Because in two thousand five, in the original God of War, not only was it novel, it was fun. There was this one to one sort of uh, depiction of that action with Kratos like lifting open the treasure chest or pushing open a big door that it was brief enough that you got like a little bit of pleasure from it and fast forward fucking four or five years to Dante's Inferno coming out in PlayStation 3 and it's like (laughs) tap repeatedly to lift Homer out of hell like it's terrible uh you know, it, it, it's something I love about Supermassive's work is that it is still functional as a video game, even though it is uh, telling you a very linear story where your choices matter. Mm-hmm. Like, I like, yeah, there's not a lot to do when you explore around, but you can find things that will change your experience. And it's still... It, all of the scenes where you're, like, exploring a room or a space are brief enough and spaced out between the story portions that you can't really control anything in in such a way as like it's pleasurable to have the break to walk around and explore a little bit even though it doesn't you're not really doing much um but also what they one thing that they're really really smart about i think in in back-to-back chapters the things that you can find by walking mm-hmm. around will almost immediately connect to something else or sure. fire in your head like in 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 the chapter where we were talking about where Jacob has to go in and pick up the bags if you don't immediately go pick up the bags you can look around the lodge and you can go to the great big fireplace in the center of the lodge and you could note huh it needs some work and you can see that, and dust comes down from it and like it sounds like little pebbles are falling out of out of it and Jacob goes oh whoa that, that looks like it needs some work very next chapter, Jacob and Emma are searching for party supplies. If you choose to walk around the storeroom, you can find the plans that Mr. H had to renovate the entire lodge, including the great big fireplace. There's a note on it. Oh, looks like he ran out of money. Hmm. And they, it, that happens quickly enough and often enough that you immediately see the value. In exploring yeah. these spaces, it's not like you find something and then like it's not until six or seven hours later you understand why that matters. I man, the the pleasure of just a ca- character interaction. So immediately after, you could go past that chimney in the the mess hall, and then on the other side there's a locked door, and you knock on it as Jacob and <laughs> Dylan is inside and he just goes i can only deal with one shit at a time jacob and i'm like yeah good writing i know it's it's good writing it really is good writing yeah wouldn't it be better if she was like i hella like the band sparkle horse let's dance in my room other teen girl (laughs) 
with very <laughs> awkward animation. Oh God! I... <laughs> Life is strange. The impactful experience for me is one of the most important things I'd ever played or seen. Have you never played or seen anything else? Yeah. Is that I, why? I mean. Mm. You, well, um, I mean, it's it's no secret. I I hate that whole twee. Yeah. Yeah. Like vibe. I I can't stand I, I, it. But the thing is, like, I I'm trying to think of the game that I played recently that had a twee vibe that like feel like it, it did it well. Um, but no, like there are ways to, to Un- do unpacking. That. Was it unpacking? Uh, yeah, yeah, it was unpacking. But like th- that actually feel like earnest and good and not yeah like a bunch of 30 to 40 year old dudes writing <laughs> about teenagers yeah yeah rich white teenagers by the way yeah rich white teenagers uh so if at art school susan how long is it how long is it how long is the quarry each chapter is about an hour all right that's that's good um you know i I appreciated that Until Dawn was short enough that I could play it twice, you yeah. know, yep. and and blast through it. So is this comparable? Is this... Yeah. Uh, one thing that does frustrate me, you can't immediately replay a chapter. Oh. Like, on the, on the first playthrough, I get that. They're like, nope, you made that choice. You got to see it through to the end. And I get mm. that. But on a second playthrough, I expect to be able to replay a chapter immediately, but you can't. You gotta go all the way through to the end, well, and okay, so then you can go back. I've heard some some controversy around this, because isn't there, like, a way to unlock that if you have the special edition of the game? Oh, I don't know, because I don't. Yeah. Because I, I, I heard some stuff around, and again, I, I could be talking out of my butt here, but, like, I remember seeing, like, people talking about, like, yeah, like if a character dies and you have the special edition, you can rewind. Oh, no, no, no. Okay, no, that is, is that? you can do that. Yes. A- okay. After you, okay, that is unlocked from the beginning in the special edition. In the regular edition, you have to complete the game once to unlock it. <laughs> okay. That's so, so odd. But my, and, that's, and that's fine. But what I want is like, I'm trying to get all the tarot cards in one yeah. run. And, you know, I, I'll go through, like, oh, man, I know I missed it. And it's really easy to hit the triggers that automatically advance the story. Yeah. And it's like, oh, but I need to go back, and I can't. Mm, that's a bummer. Start that, the whole game over. Yeah, and, and, and that really frustrates me. So. <laughs> so I fired it up yesterday, and as it was booting, here comes the big red 2K Games logo. And I had to stop and be like, when was the last time I played anything published by 2K? And I was like, GTA 5? Like, nine years ago? (laughs) They do have a couple labels. Like, they have their private division label, which I think... Okay. At least the physical versions of Hades are published under that, I think. Alright. Like, like outer, Outer Wilds... Out of worlds, out of wilds is Annapurna. Out of worlds, the the, the Firefly the thing, the Firefly ish yeah. game. Yeah, yeah, no. that's private division. That's two K as well. Yeah, I had but, to. Yeah, I, I had to sit. Strange. I think I I parsed it out. The last time I paid money for a two K game besides the Quarry, I think was Bioshock Infinite. I think. 
Yeah, wow. but they don't care, dude, because GTA Five Online prints I, money. I know. Well, like that's the thing. It's the it was the weird revelation of how um, siloed off into your own gaming world you can become when you're sure. no longer in journalism. Because like yes. I don't I don't care about anything that Rockstar publishes. Yeah, and I don't play NBA and I don't play WWE. Yeah, yep. and I don't think they really make anything anymore. Civ? Don't they do Civ? They make Civ. They make they've Civ. got that. Yeah, they've got that. Uh, XCOM. 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 Okay, yeah. They've got. Yeah. They've got that Marvel. I, I definitely uh, played XCOM too. I definitely played it. But there's yeah the Marvel XCOM that's coming out, and I'll play the shit out of that. That looks great. That looks really cool. I, I feel that I feel like that game. Like if I was 13 and that game came out, I would be all over it. That's why I'm. That's the, yeah. I, the 13 year old boy <laughs> that lives inside of me was just like pre-order it, pre-order it to get Ghost Rider. I was like, hold, Sh- calm down. Show up with your nine inch nails T-shirt. Like, <laughs> pick it up from the store, big guy. You can, and he's like, and rent Blade. I'm like, we can just we could just stream Blade. We don't have to rent it anymore. He's like, go. Blockbuster! Like, Jesus. Those don't exist! <laughs> 13-year-old me? Ah, come on, buddy. <laughs> I'll buy you a Yoo-Hoo. Um, <laughs> Strawberry. He'll be fine. He'll be fine. Uh, I like the mint Yoo-Hoo. Do you guys remember, like, the hot There's minute they made? There's a mint Yoo-Hoo? For, like, for, like a year. <laughs> it was, like... I don't m- remember this at all. Mint Yoo-Hoo. It was the fucking best dude it was just wow. a liquid thin mints it was so good yeah but awesome. that's yeah right and bring that dear yoohoo all the all the yoohoo execs <laughs> dear mr yoohoo <laughs> dear mr dear mr yoohoo no i'm i'm team uh clearly canadian thank you very much oh there you go nice or nice. orangina but only if it was in the bottle where the bottom was round like okay. an orange okay so yeah. So re- this is relevant uh, oh, because okay. apparently, thirteen-year-old boy uh, me is just the one who is deciding what my child gets to consume these days. Love it uh, because and, and like there's not a lot to discuss here, but I think it's a, a fun transition into talking about neon white. So while I was on vacation, my daughter and I. Uh, spent a lot of time outside, but when we were not outside, we were playing Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge. Okay. And it's the first game besides Unpack. It's the first action game we've ever played through together, start to finish. And there is not a lot to talk about with Shredder's Revenge, because it's one of those things where I'm very glad I never had to review it, because I would just be like, it's good. Uh, you push the buttons and the guys blow up. You push, <laughs> you push dem buttons and then you do it more and it's fun. Uh, it's I, I've been excited to ask you guys this question. Do you ever experience anything, any kind of art, and it's good in a way that it's almost unfortunate how good it is because it's good in a way that it has seemed like it always existed? Do I sound like a crazy person? No, I know uh, exactly what you mean. R- right? Like, like it's, it's it's such a perfectly realized thought that it's like it had to spring fully formed yeah. from Zeus's head mm-hmm. because you cannot imagine the actual assembling of it. 
precisely that it is so flawlessly wrought that you're like well clearly that's just part of the fundament of the universe it's always been there (laughs) it's always it's always they've been been making games like this all the time what are we talking about it's always been there and we just of course didn't we don't talk about it we don't need to talk about it that is uh tribute games teenage mutant turtles game like it it is everything that that thing could be they took all of the iconography of like the old 80s 90s cartoon and crammed it in a game that is actually playable um unlike an actual like arcade konami beat-em-up it's funny there's always this nostalgia oh x-men arcade the simpsons arcade game be like guys that was there to trick you into giving them money like it's not a game that you can be good at it's just going to (laughs) it's just gonna be like you gave me a quarter you're dead give me another one yeah. Uh, they took that and turned it into a thing that you could just play at home compulsively and it feels delightful. Uh, <laughs> the other part of this is that down the street from where we were on vacation is this fish market at the beach that I'm obsessed with because it's also like a sort of breakfast deli place. They make amazing sandwiches. Awesome. And it's also, yeah, it's great. It's called, there's a little shout out, continue podcast endorsement for Pearl Street Market, uh, Long Beach Island, New Jersey. And I go in and I am checking out on my first morning there and sitting in the cooler is Orangina in the bulbous circle. Yes! I was like, what the fuck, Orangina? And I was like, I'm going to put this sugar bomb in my child. Yes! Enjoy it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Did she like so- it? She loved it. Yes! Loved, loved it. And then I was like, Lyra, do you want do you want the ultimate Orangina experience? And so we cut off the label and I was like, I'm gonna clean this, and now you could just have this as your cup for like the whole week. And I was like, it's like you have a potion bottle. Because that's what yep. I used to do. Yep. Like, I have a potion at all times. You're obsessed with it. And so there's a uh, six-year-old child in the year 2022 playing Turtles video games and drinking Orangina. And I was like, time is a flat circle. Um, yep. 90s are back, baby. Epilogue to that. It Playing that game had made her obsessed with watching the cartoon, which I had not done in about 25 years. How does okay. that hold up? You know when you you go back and you experience things from a long time ago and you're like, wow, I was right. This was good. Oh. And, and then there are the other times. Yep. <laughs> yeah. It is nonsensical. Mm-hmm. Like, 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 uh, uh, I, <laughs> it is... You know, I hate I hate when people do the thing like they must have been on fucking drugs when they made this. Like you sound like a moron. But I will say you have to be on drugs for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles to make sense as a logical narrative. Because it is I've eaten fistful of hallucinogens logic the entire time. We watched an episode where Krang needs to fix the Technodrome because its organic brain is broken. And Shredder sees on the news that there's a medicine gun that they just invented. So then he goes and steals the medicine gun. But then he's just using it as a regular gun to destroy stuff two seconds later. It's 
it makes so, it's like 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 they put a bunch of proper nouns inside of a hat and then just played mad libs with them is this to create an episode is this an instance like so 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 many children's shows where it existed in japan first no and then no uh, no it was mm. this was made by americans okay all right it just never made sense all right then yeah it's and but like the thing is is it clearly speaks to a child's mind because i was recapping that exact same thing for my wife i'm like yeah i'm fucking medicine gun and lyra's sitting next to me she's like dad they he flipped a switch and i'm like what (laughs) the turtles there's never another human my drag okay just no there are four people that run an entire news station in new york city and then they know the turtles and then that's it there's there are no citizens there are no people in the entirety yeah. of new york city it's, it's just, just the, the four people in in the new station and the foot clan and that's it but aren't they are they robots yeah like, the foot clan they, are robots fuck, in the they're game, robots right? they're, they're robots. robots yeah okay so <laughs> at one point shredder has reversed gravity i can't even remember why they're like fucking with gravity in the city but by the end of the episode buildings are becoming unmoored from the ground in New York. It's just this landscape of flying concrete buildings and cats and mailboxes at one point. Ironically, not the not the worst day New York has ever seen. No. <laughs> it could be. Could be so much worse. I, I, and there's no consequence. You don't hear anybody yelling. It's all just happening. <laughs> It's all just happening. Okay, but have you shown her the first movie? All right, we're getting there okay. because the first movie is uh, a triumph. It's a, it's, uh, it's it's really good. It's, it's the it's the single greatest work of Sam Rockwell. Number one, it's Sam Rockwell's t- crowning achievement. Mm. Susan, did I just did, are you, is it coming back to you? Regular menthol. <laughs> Sam Rockwell, Sam Rockwell coming in. We're family. And then the guy from Crash kicks him into a wall. It's fucking dope. <laughs> yeah, um, that, like Crash, like a uh, like, uh, Crash, not drug like the, Crash. The Cronenberg, the Cronenberg Cron- Crash. Uh, the guy from Crash who isn't Spader plays Casey Jones. Oh yeah, he was hot then. He was super fucking he hot was then. Hot, yeah. Oh my god, Casey he, Jones is like crazy hot in that Casey movie. Casey Jones and April in that movie. Yeah. Fucking, oh my god, it's a full for children's by the way. Smoke show, both of them. Yeah. Holy yeah. shit! There's a scene. There's a scene where like now I'm gonna have to contextual. We're just gonna talk about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles for 30 more seconds. Everybody, listen. <laughs> but on. there's a scene where like. It, like oh man they're like in a kitchen uh at the farm after escaping the foot clan and april is like rubbing her neck and casey jones comes over and starts like trying to work the knot in her neck and she's like no get away from me and then he does it again and they're both just like there together and i don't think you can pull that scene off after 1990 because no. people would be like there are some fucking consent issues going on here but the the, the l- there is just a layer of eroticism being projected by both of those actors that is inappropriate for a scene that 30 seconds later has michelangelo walking in being like hey dudes yeah like, what the fuck is this movie 
wait, did this fuck me up forever? Am I am I yeah. am I different because of this? Between that and Who Framed Roger Rabbit, I'm surprised like none of us got fucked up more. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> well, well, hmm. well, hmm, hmm, hmm. hmm. <laughs> All right. Speaking of being fucked up more, Dave Roberts is ready to declare Neon White the best game of the 2020s. Uh, uh, well, let, I don't know, man. Uh, well, it's it's the Hotlight Miami of the 2020s. The Hotlight Miami. I, I don't know. I don't know about the best game. I if Be- Ben Esposito, it's good. if Ben Esposito has put out two of the best games in the past five years back to back, I'm gonna riot because dude, he his career. Like I was looking into because I remember playing some of the games that the Arcane Kids put out, but like he's been all over the place. Like he's like so okay. Let's start at the beginning. Where should I, where should I start? Neon, okay, let, explain what Neon White is. <laughs> to contextualize okay. for everybody what we're talking about, Neon White is the new game by Ben Esposito, the creator of Donut County. Yes, Donut County. Uh, this is actually a studio. Like it's, it's a studio called Angel Matrix that he is head of or part of or some, but like his name is on it. Um, it feels like a lost... Dreamcast game that they would have advertised on Toonami in the late nineties. Okay, that is that is a an endorsement that speaks to me. <laughs> Hyper specific kind of person. So it's okay. So it is a first person shooter, quote unquote, but all of your guns are cards. And the reason why they're cards, uh, uh, I was digging into uh, the Wikipedia and there's like a quote from him that he basically said he wanted you to treat cards as like a tool that you can discard to like activate abilities. So that's what they do. Essentially, you're trying to get from the beginning of a stage to the end of the stage, kill all of the demons in a stage as fast as possible. Because killing the demons unlocks the gate at the end, get in the gate, you win. And then it shows you your time and stuff. This is but the this thing is, is first person. Yes, okay. first person okay. shooter. Um, but the way that it works is that you start with the sword, and it's very basic. But there are cards strewn about each of the levels, and each of the cards represents a gun. So, like the first card that you find is a pistol, and a pistol is just basic shoot enemies, clack clack clack. You run out of bullets, the card goes away. Or if you right click it or uh, right trigger or whatever on the on the controller, uh, you can discard that card and use it as a double jump. So all of the weapons are like this. So there's a rifle. Can you double jump? Yes. You can just double jump. No, 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 no. It's you, you discard the card and it immediately gives you a second jump while you're in the air. Just once, just the once. Once, okay. Yes, just the once. Uh, but like all the cards do this. So there's like, there's a rifle that you can use to shoot long distance enemies. But if you discard it, it gives you a single horizontal dash forward, which you can then use to shoot through enemies um, on the way to another platform or whatever. There's like a rocket launcher, which you can use to grapple. There's a machine gun that uh, when you discard it, it launches a bomb that not only explodes enemies and um, like various uh, destructible objects, like doors that you need to blow up, but you can also use the bomb to launch yourself up higher. So the whole game is about finding the fastest way through each of the level while comboing all of these different guns and abilities to defeat demons and solve the puzzle of the level, so to speak, to complete your objective to get to the end. How hard is this? 
This sounds like it could either be delicious and fluid and intuitive, or it could be it can- fucking flummoxing and impossible. Both. I think <laughs> okay. the game does the well. Okay, so the game does a very good job of onboarding you, right? Okay. It doesn't throw all of the weapon cards at you immediately. The first, the first world is essentially like, okay, here's how, here's your objective. You run to the level. Now defeat the enemies. Now here's the gun. Now this level you'll need to discard the gun to jump. Now here's how you can chain these things around. Here's a specific type of enemy where when you jump on it, it launches you up higher so you can chain combo those together. And it's slowly just introducing these ideas to you over the course of the first couple worlds, mm. uh, which is like a, d- a dozen or like two dozen levels or so. Uh, so like the onboarding is gradual. It feels very friendly. Like it 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 is exacting. It wants you to execute, especially once you start like chasing uh, the gold and ace medals that uh, are required to. Uh, you have to get a certain amount of gold or ace medals, uh, which is depends on how fast you get through the level. It gives you the medal, and collecting a certain amount of those increases your neon rank which unlocks further chapters of the story so you do have to go back and replay old levels to get better at them uh but it never one it never feels unfair to they like the, the game does like do a really good top job of both teaching you with tutorials but also the level design is probably the most clever thing about it so when you first get into a level and you try to figure out how to make your way through, there's a main sort of designed path, right? Mm. It's like, okay, well, if I start here, let's see, okay, there's a guy there, I can jump up to him, get to him, kill that guy, pick up the card that he drops to get over here, chain a couple things together, and I'm at the exit. I got a bronze medal, what the, okay, so there's a faster way to get through this. So you replay the level, and you're going through the main level again, like just following the main path. And you get a little faster. Maybe you get a silver medal this time. Each medal that you get uh, unlocks additional things that will help you figure out the level and get better time. So first you'll unlock like a ghost that will show you your previous attempts path through the level. So you can see like, oh, I'm a little behind here. I can maybe get a little faster. It's not like a, like, a, like a sheet. It's not like a... There's not like a sheet with holes cut in it. Who's like boom? No, no, like a ghost, like like a, a transparent version that's of not, you. That's not a bit. That's not a bit because I know <laughs> the like anime art style. So when you say you could unlock a ghost that could go a few different ways, <laughs> no, no, no. Seen. Like it's like like a time trial, a time trials ghost. Okay, like for All Mario right. Kart. Then you can also unlock alternate level hints. So as you replay the level again you'll see a little icon hovering somewhere in the level. And if you touch it, it shows you a path that leads off somewhere else. You're like, oh, okay. So if I don't go the main route, I can take this alternate path with the cards that I have, still hit the demons that I need to, but carve out like five, 10 seconds of my time off of this level Mm. just by following this route. And then you can do that to make your times faster and faster. Um, and then just the more you play, the more you realize like, oh, like I can just like, if there's one level that I found, I was like, how did, how did my friend get this time on it? And I realized like, oh, I don't even have to go forward through this level. There's, there are no enemies to fight here. I'm like, ignore that jump over the side of it, kill the demons as I'm falling down 
and you just shave like 12 seconds off your time doing all right it is intoxicating when you get it right and the way that they are like guiding you to play this way is incredible it's very clever like they're they're teaching you to be a speedrunner. so is it just is it just the mechanical pleasure that is what's good is it just the because when you say no there's 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 definitely an intellectual side to this because it's all about given the constraints i have Mm -hmm. what don't i know sure what haven't i tried sure yeah how yeah and how can i get up here using these specific abilities and knowing like what like what can i cut out of this Mm -hmm. like what Mm -hmm. movements can i like uh there's a quote from esposito where like he specifically designed this game around like watching speedrunning videos uh let me see if i can find it real quick here uh yeah so there's an interview with him it's really interesting to me that at a super high level speedrunning becomes a little bit less about your execution and more about solving a puzzle to shave off some time you have very limited resources and people come up with the most ingenious ways to use like a stray goomba yeah and the entire game is built around the idea of using a stray goomba in unique and novel ways to get better and better times because the moment that i realized i had to stop playing was when i saw a twitter video of someone getting a medal that's even higher than the highest level that you can get it's basically the developer time there's like a, a secret red metal that is the dev time for each level and i saw that i was like nope i'm just i'm gonna finish the story because this is gonna be a rabbit hole that i can go down people are finding like oh yeah if you if you use your sword to deflect a bullet it gives you just a little bit that much more speed. oh my god just a little bit more and if you jump over because like you can skate on rivers <laughs> They're like pads of water, and it makes you run faster if you're on them. But if you like jump while you're moving forward, it actually makes you faster than if you're skating. So, like, it, it's they have crafted a perfect engine here just for doing for chaining together the coolest stuff. And, like, yeah, it's tough. If you want to get a good time, you got to practice. But they like Hotline Miami, like Tony Hawk. Mm. Uh, it's really yeah. easy to hit that restart. Like, it's just you hit the back button and you're instantly back at the beginning of the level and you can start it again. Most of the levels, barring some of the, there are some boss fights which require like um, essentially like perfect execution of certain things to get to the end and they're longer harder and a little bit more frustrating i know someone in our discord said that it was like the one thing that they didn't like about the game just because it it like you get to the end of like a two minute sequence and you mess it up and it's like well i gotta do the whole fucking thing again like those are kind of but like most of the levels are like 10 15 30 seconds Mm. um even just like the first time through and then you're just shaving time off so it's just the it's just a constant drip of dopamine right into your right in your brain um and then on top of that the art style is like yeah like it feels like what if suda 51 made a dreamcast game and it's starring the guy who voice acted spike from cowboy bebop like it is like every 90s oh and the entire soundtrack's drum and bass too so it's just like like what like this lost game from the 90s just dropped out here which uh, going back to Ben Esposito's history and Arcane Kids, I uh, went to their website. The, the the group is like they're like a 
indie game collective that just made a bunch of weird shit uh, for a few years in the early tens. Uh, the quote that's on their website says, make the games you wish to see on the Dreamcast. So, Oh, boy. Okay. Yeah, like that's that's it. <laughs> Third, Very strong Jack Ryan Radio energy. Yeah. Yes. Jack, yeah. Jack Ryan Radio and like Cosmic Smash, like how quickly can I do this? Uh-huh. Um, yeah, it's you very, grinded it, that it, and then you did it that. And, oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah, it's, it's, on, it's on Switch and it's on PC. I played on the Steam Deck using the controller. Uh, plays perfectly fine on a controller like I imagine I would get better times if I was playing on PC but I was competing with a lot of my Steam friends just with the controller and Dave, getting Dave, like, tell really me, good times tell on me that. about the aesthetics the, tell me about like beyond just the way it looks and sounds like I yeah I want so I think one of the unsung pleasures of Donut County is reading every single thing that those yeah, characters say I, I, I want to say that this story is probably the weakest part. Oh, that's a bummer. Damn. Which, like, it's... it's I, Okay, again, like, everything else about this game, it is made for a very specific type of person, and you have to be it very into, like, Danganronpa and Zero Escape games, because the dialogue is kind of pervy and very anime. Uh, the story, the, so you play as white who is dead and in hell, of course, and is brought to heaven. He has amnesia because of course he does. He doesn't know why he's there. He doesn't know who he is, what his history is, uh, who these people are. There are people, there's red, uh, she's a sniper. There's uh, yellow who claims to be his friend, and then there's purple, uh, and then there's green who is this like big muscular dude that everyone's afraid of, and they all compete in these games for the angels. Uh, the angels are super bored up in heaven, so they're like, okay, well, uh, we call you neons because you're from hell and you fight demons and if you win our games we'll give you uh you'll get to stay in heaven for a year um so that that's kind of the plot there's just it's like like it's good but it's not like it's not really as clever or like the payoff's not as good as the setup Mm. uh it sounds like it it sounds like it kind of doesn't matter Sounds like it. Yeah, well, it like people are either like I really like the story or I hate it, and the game makes it very easy to skip. Mm-hmm. Um, all the story is told in these like visual novel style vignettes where the you know two characters are talking to each other. Uh, it's a lot of like whites and blacks and very very uh, simple primary colors. All of the characters, uh, you never like you see their faces in um, s- certain cutaways, but when they're talking to each other, they have these masks on that they wear. Like Neon White has like a like a demon mask on. Um, the 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 angels, the primary angels that you talk to, all have this like the ones that like host the game have uh, mid Atlantic accents. Like they all sound like Thurston Howell the Third from Gilligan's Island because they're all like very hoity toity. Oh yes, you you've come to play the games for our amusement. Yes, um, and the the people who send you out on the jobs, Gabby and and Mikey, aka. Gabriel and Michael. Oh, nice. Uh, Michelangelo, yeah. 
Yeah, they because the human mind cannot conceive of the angelic form. Uh, you see them as cute, floating little kitty cats in clouds, because <laughs> um, that's just what your brain decides that that's what they look like. Susan uh, Benesposito has your goddamn number. I know guy. it's really upsetting. It's just, like, yeah. he's just got it. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's the 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 problem with the story is that it's just it doesn't like it's it's very straightforward. Like it's not as weird as the concept. Mm. Like purports to be mm. and it just like it, it, it goes where you expect it to go mm. um which like i don't know like again like it's fine it's interesting it's it's written well enough uh if you again if you were into a very specific kind of visual novel um but oh it feels so good to play it's just it's got it's it's i cannot wait to see people at gdq just destroy this video oh game. yeah no kidding like that's 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 the and but the thing is like even if you're not playing at that super high level you can play well enough that you still get that feeling that mm-hmm. you're like oh yeah like i like i am like the one of the last levels has it's it's pretty long and can be frustrating but like executing it because it's just a combination of everything that you've learned up to that point mm. on top of this new ability that they give you which is super fucking cool um is just it's it's incredible like it's just it's a it's exhilarating uh to 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 pull it off um man cool. and the soundtrack too it's just uh give it a shot it's like it's weird it's it is very like kind of what it's kind of what i like about annapurna is that that like the kind of stuff that they pick is all over the place and this is not the kind of game that like a major publisher would pick up because it is for a very specific kind of person sure like even the developers are like this is we made this for weirdos like (laughs) guys uh speaking of annapurna cat games out in like two weeks isn't it Kitty game? Something yeah. like that. Yeah, kitty with, kitty with a backpack. Yeah. Man, Annapurna's I, I feel like I feel like uh Annapurna heard us talking shit on their twee ass games that they put out in twenty twenty one. They're like gonna make those continue assholes eat their work. Did, did you see that new Samogo game, Susan? Oh at the Nintendo that new Samogo game looks fucking tight. Oh, oh, oh. Holy crap. So okay. <laughs> There was a game ages and ages and ages ago called The Colonel's Bequest Hmm. that I played the living heck out of. Like, it's so old, it's one of those you gotta swap the computer disc kind of things, (laughs) even though it has, like, super pixely graphics. Yeah, like, old, old, old. And it's channeling that through the Samogo lens, and I'm here for it, and I want it, and I love everything Samogo does. Yeah, Samogo, has Samogo ever done anything that wasn't this is straight up 10 out of a 10 forever? Well, they have made some things that aren't really games. Sure. I mean, like, your, but your walk, your walk is, you know, uh, barely a game at times. And yet, and I they would, made it, they made another one about the, the sailor's wife yeah, or something say, uh, like that. Oh, yeah. And, and I didn't was, really get into that one. But, like, yeah. your, your walk is barely a game that I would still say it's one of the best games ever made. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, do, 
every now and again this isn't this isn't a uh denigrating mobile games comment but there are times where i think about that like 2010 to 2012 period and the promise of tablet games specifically mm-hmm. that i long for because it's gone like that yeah, period, yeah. You're, you're not the only one it you're happened <laughs> and then it vanished and yeah. it was so fucking exciting <laughs> yeah. uh, and it's just dead now yeah. uh before we start bringing it on home, Susan, what the hell is Mega Aquarium? I don't even know what Mega oh, Aquarium is. Mega Aqu- okay, so Mega Aquarium is uh, it is an aquarium sim. Like the instead of running a zoo, you're running an aquarium. And uh, I it was on my wish list for probably a year or more. Okay. Because I mean, y'all know how I feel about aquariums. I am trying. Okay, so here's the exact experience I'm trying to reproduce. So Sega Marine Fishing <laughs> for the Dreamcast. Sure. After you caught fish, they would be registered to your aquarium. And so you could go to this aquarium and then get into the little uh, submersible mm-hmm. and which had a camera on it and go and drive through your aquarium and see all the sharks and the turtles and the, the marlins and the whatever, right? And it was awesome. And that has never happened since. I have there. You have never again been able to go catch a fish and then look at the fish in a freaking aquarium. Animal Crossing. Yes, I, Animal Crossing kind of blows it though. Like, it's never as good as you want it to be. It's. Not, I mean, it's good. It's, it's good, fine. but yeah. it's not. The, the difference is with with Sega Marine Fishing is it was going for realism. It was right. going for like an actual right, and that doesn't exist anymore. Okay, so but I'm obsessed with aquariums, and so I had this on my wish list on PlayStation Network for over a year. But it was always like at least twenty five dollars, mm. and while that is not an excessive amount of money to pay for a game, sim games can go so wrong. Mm-hmm. Like so easily, but then it was on sale for less than nine bucks, so I grabbed it, and it's fabulous. It's easily one of the best sim games I've ever had the pleasure of playing. The pacing and the onboarding is perfect because you never. I'm I've I'm into I don't know chapter five or whatever, and I have not felt frantic because that happens in a lot of sim games. You get to that oh god I I can't possibly make enough money to keep up with this and 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 now I feel like I've completely screwed it up and I have to start over. You you're learning at a steady enough pace that as it's because it the the more valuable fish you get are very like they need a higher quality of water and they cost more and but sure they're going to get you more people to your aquarium but it's a you know it's a whole ecosystem and you know you might get a fish that requires this big ass tank and like well okay well if i'm going to pay for this huge tank then i've got to figure out what other fish it can live with then i that i've gotten that wrong many times and i've gotten the (laughs) the alert like your fish ate this other fish shit sorry my bad. That's Susan, awkward. Susan, I got a real, I got a real aquarium simulation question. Yeah. Is is there a toggle for that stank ass you got penguin smell? 
because no, I, you gotta, can't have, if no. it's going to be an authentic aquarium experience, yeah, yeah. it's going to have that stank ass there. Yeah. It's true. Like you walk into the room and it's, it's chilly, but not as cold as you think. Mm-hmm. And then there's that oppressive kind of penguiny fish that, smell. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it is its own thing. Like you it can't is. say it's like scat. It's not fish. Nope. It's no? just, fucking penguins are in it's here penguin. it's very specific <laughs> Gross but, uh, yeah penguins. no the game's great highly recommend it go get it the pet mega aquarium absolutely i well, yeah i'm i'm i i i feel like uh we went through a little bit of like a doldrums period where like there was some like we we went into a dead zone for games uh, this year, and now we're yeah. for walking was there we're out of it for <laughs> <laughs> walking was there and it was weird he had his teeth like in sleepy hollow he was like eh. christopher walken no um <laughs> sorry 13 year old me is still at blockbuster t- check it out he's he's <laughs> walking past much that like Donnie the penguin Darko smell thing. 13 year old <laughs> you it's just always it's kind just, of he's always in the air yeah. just a bug um dave <laughs> who, who caused this to happen our Patreon backers at patreon.com slash continue podcast. Um, we appreciate everyone's support. Uh, if you back us uh, at the $5 level or above, you get to hang out with us in Discord. $10 love. I cannot say $10 love. Today. I'm so glad that it's a three-day weekend. Yeah, $10 love. Uh, $10 and above gets you a shout-out on the show, which I'm going to do right now without butchering any names. 100% perfect. Here we go. Josh Jamie Souza, John Belf, Toast, Adam Gauntlet, Michael Coffey, The Fancy Manatee, Stormshot, Double Taco, Matthew Peters, Denton Brock, Gluttony107, Eric Van Quill, Frank Sands, Tyler Nilsson, Shane Nilsson, Yaddle, Ryan Brady, Jacob Christos, Chris Cook, Skip Dip... Oh, I blew it! You were so close to level again! No, no red <laughs> metal reset. <laughs> you just, just need those the drum and bass to, 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 to the whole freaking time I'm doing it. Okay, uh, Skip Dippity, Canonical, Tom Coveney, and Nick Grugan, flawless victory. There you Thank go. You there so you go. Thank you. I gotta, I gotta say, after taking a vacation and being pretty unplugged, except for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh, coming back. And like re-engaging the Discord does my heart very good. I like yeah. I like seeing everybody again. Uh, if you're listening to this and you are not a backer of the show, thank you for listening. Uh, but please come join us. It's a wonderful, wonderful little community of people. Um, you can share the show as a way of helping us as well. You can follow us all uh, elsewhere on the internet. Uh, Susan, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me being very angry on Twitter at Susan Arndt <laughs> uh, or talking about uh, TVs and movies in my newsletter, which you can find on Substack at Channel Surfing. There you go. Uh, hey. Dave Roberts, where can the people find you? You can also find me very angry on Twitter.com at David Robots. There's a lot of that going around, I think. Yeah, a lot of that. Um, also, fitfully on twitch.tv slash continue podcast. I need to get back on there. Yeah. yeah. It'll happen. Um, you can find me uh, on Twitter also. Well, my anger I, is either too hot for Twitter. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like I don't tweet for like two weeks so that I come back. Too in hot and, for Twitter. And it's just, <laughs> 
and then people are too hot to Twitter, too cold to hold. Sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> they're the it's 2016 Ghostbusters, and they're all right. And uh, can anyway. oh, stop uh, it. Yeah, you can find me there uh, at a John Agnello and elsewhere on the internet doing stuff. Um, all right, everybody, we'll see you in two weeks. I I just want to apologize in advance. Because by the next episode, the Klonoa remakes will be out. And I'm sorry. Oh, oh Jesus. No. Okay. Oh, sorry. No. Well, sorry to everyone. <laughs> um, yeah, it'll be fine. We'll all have fun. All right. Goodbye. See you in two weeks. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.